1: Welcome, everybody. It's an honor to be here with you again, sharing my heart, sprinkling your life with love and insight and guidance. And again, the invitation is always about taking what resonates and leaving the rest for now. There's times where you'll hear something in one episode and then go back and listen and you'll find something else, another gem. It's all about really trusting that you'll hear what you're meant to hear when you're meant to hear it. And you'll Receive the gift that you're meant to receive as well in each episode. Sometimes there'll be one aha moment or one big gift, or other times there'll be little pieces that will lead to more of the puzzle, the bigger puzzle, or the whole picture that you're looking for answers for. It's always about being curious, opening your mind. And today we're talking about how to be attached to nothing and the art of letting go the whole idea of letting go i think as a whole for humans is challenging and we're programmed to actually do the opposite we're programmed to hold on to hold on longer than we're meant to we're we're, we're programmed to keep trying to never give up to never quit and i'm not saying that that we we don't have those moments where we quit where we're actually meant to let go and stop And there are times where we're actually meant to push through. It's about practicing the art of divine discernment and really following the heart versus what we think or what we're programmed to believe in our heads. Our minds are programmed so much based on fear. The foundation we're standing on is based on fear. And you can see right now how much fear is rising and how many people Are clinging to old ways, old patterns, old tendencies. The way we used to operate as a whole, humanity as a whole, is no longer working. And we need to let go. We need to let go of a lot of things. We need to let go of our judgments. We need to let go of our preferences. We need to let go of our opinions. We need to let go of how things used to be. We need to let go of the past. We need to let go of a lot. Letting go can be easy, but it's not because we are programmed to hold on. We are taught to cling, to be attached, to hold on longer than we're meant to. So today's episode is about empowering you to discern when you're meant to let go and when you're meant to hold steady, when you're meant to stay the course. There's times where you may be guided to push through because the only way to move through that particular layer of fear or that particular resistance is to push through it. But that requires divine discernment because what is guided for one person may not be guided for another. You may have 10 people standing and facing one direction, and five of them are meant to let go. Three of them are meant to hold steady, and two of them are meant to push forward. It's not about one recipe fitting all. It's about tuning into what is your internal recipe? What is your guidance system? What is your internal GPS leading you to do in each moment? So it's moment-to-moment guidance. And in that moment-to-moment guidance, sometimes we can be totally redirected. We're moving towards something. And if we get attached to moving toward that goal or that intention or that vision, if we get attached, then instantly we're aligning with the ego. The ego loves attachment. Remember, the ego is our teacher of fear. And spirit is our teacher of love. The inner spirit, our guide, speaks through our heart. It's our internal GPS, our internal guide. And that guidance is actually the divine leading us, leading us individually and serving collectively. I'll say that again, it's leading us individually and it's serving all of us everywhere, collectively. So when you set the intention to lead with your heart, to let the divine lead the way, to live life by divine, you are choosing to allow the divine to lead your life and serve everyone. And the beautiful thing is when we actually lead with the heart, we bypass all the filters, the fear, and the programming in the mind. Now, sometimes we can bypass that and it's easy and other times it's challenging to bypass it. Sometimes the fear is so embedded or the beliefs are so strong in the mind that they override our guidance. They override the heart and that's where we experience resistance. When we are attached or when we are not getting the message from the heart, we will experience resistance. And resistance is the gap between what the mind thinks and what the heart knows. So when we open up our minds to another perspective, when we're willing to try on a different way of seeing something, when we drop into the space of offering over everything you think you know and everything you think you don't know, you create an opening in the mind, which allows the heart to lead the way and allows the mind to take the passenger seat, which is what it's designed to do. We're not meant to lead with the head. We're not meant to be head-heavy and work from there and make decisions from our head. We're we're meant, we're intuitive beings. We're meant to make decisions from the heart and allow our mind to come along for the ride, to use the mind as the tool that it's meant to be. The, The mind is not the leader. The mind is a tool. Used to be used. It's meant to be used. When we let the heart lead, the mind becomes the passenger. And the heart directs. And the heart guides. Our heart is a bridge to our spirit, to our soul, to the divine. When we, the more we can allow the heart to lead, the more we're serving all of humanity. So then the question becomes, what is stopping you? How are you attached? What do you need to let go of? What are you clinging to? What's the filters? What are the filters that are blocking you from being that clear channel for love? from following and allowing the guidance to come from within. When I talk about heart-led living, heart-led living is not just my business. It's every aspect of my life, every decision I make, every moment. I'm making a conscious choice in every moment to lead with my heart. And a lot of times my heart will lead me to things that in my mind, I'm not quite comfortable with. Or in my mind, I have resistance about or I have an objection or I have an opinion or preference. I've learned it's been a practice. I've learned to become more and more trusting where I can take these blind leaps of faith. Where I can walk with blind faith. I can take those steps with not a full, without the full understanding. And I'm not asking you to take that quantum leap and go there. What I'm asking is, are you willing today to consider letting go of one thing that you know in your heart you're meant to let go of? And it's not even, I'm not even asking you to actually do it, to take action and do it. I'm simply asking you to try it on. Try it on in your mind and see where the resistance is and feel the resistance and create some space for the fear and create some space for the emotions that rise up around the idea of letting go. When you look at your relationship with letting go, do you find that it's easy for you to let go? Do you find it's it's painful to let go? Do you cling and hold on to the very last moment, kind of get dragged creating way more pain and suffering? Or do you find it easy to let go? And actually, do you swing the other end of the pendulum and do you actually let go too soon, let go too easily, which is more running away and quitting before the miracle? i talked about this a lot in the way of the ego. The, the nature of the ego is that it loves to play both ends against the middle. It loves to create these scenarios where you feel damned if you do and damned if you don't. When we're in the head making these decisions, the ego loves it because that's the ego's domain. The ego loves to use the mind to instill fear, to bring in some thoughts that, that take you down into wormholes, to bring you into stories that take you down into wormholes or make keep you running on a hamster wheel. Or it's deeply embedded programming in the subconscious mind, like a clever hacker putting a virus in the back of the subconscious mind that you're not even aware is there. Because the thoughts you hear in the mind, the actual thoughts, the chatter that's going on up there is in the conscious mind. The subconscious mind is a tape playing in the background full of all of your deep-rooted beliefs acquired beliefs, the programmed beliefs, the downloaded beliefs, years and years of beliefs. And many of them are old and expired and so not serving. Many of them are leading to patterns of self-sabotage, repetitive patterns in relationships and different experiences in life. Many of them are holding you back and you don't even realize it. So when we use the art of letting go, what we're doing is using the present moment to heal the leftovers from our past. So it's about letting go of the past. When we use the art of letting go in the present moment, we're also looking at current patterns that are still in place so that we can shine light on those beliefs or the the deep-seated, hidden, viral beliefs that we have that are playing in the background of the mind of our computer, when we look at the mind as a computer, we can actually reprogram it. When we look at what we're attached to, it points to those things that we need to let go of. Because where we have attachment, we have ego. We are in alignment with ego in that moment. When you are going through your day to day experiences, all I'm asking is that you pause and be aware of those moments where you feel resistance and resistance can show up or a trigger can show up as an emotionally charged experience or feeling reaction to something or someone, something's doing, somebody's doing. It can show up as an emotion, resistance, anger. It can show up as judgment, projection. It can show up as laziness, Tired, fatigue, resistance can show up as your computer crashing. There's lots of different ways that resistance can show up in technology, phoning somebody and getting a busy signal. That's that's often for me, you rarely get a big busy signal these days. And when I do, I really pay attention. I pause and I, and I check in. Am I really meant to call this person at this time or is there something, another direction I'm meant to take? When you feel emotionally charged, when you're triggered, there's something there underneath that. And we often will look out at the world and go, well, it's this situation that's triggering me. It's like we have history programmed in our minds, and that's what's actually triggering us. When we, can, when we react, it's coming from a place of history, when we respond, when we see something and we respond, that's coming from a different place. That's standing in the present moment and making a conscious choice to speak up, to stand out, and speak your truth. To say no, to to shine light on what's no longer acceptable, whatever it is in that moment. When we react, we're in fear. When we respond, we are in a place of love. We can use our reactions, we can use our triggers, we can use our those moments where we have resistance to point to our leftovers, to look at what do I need to let go of? What am I attached to? So two of the principles in my book, Heart Led Living, And they're designed, 10 principles to shift consciousness from head to heart. Two of the principles are be attached to nothing and be open to anything. And your mind might kind of try and wrap around those words, like how can I be open to anything and attached to nothing at the same time? And it's totally possible. Be attached to nothing is one of the most challenging principles in the book. Out of the 10, be attached to nothing is the one that most people have the challenge with. And, it, and it's not that they have a challenge integrating it as much as they have a challenge understanding it at the level of the mind. So today I'm going to give you some tools, some ideas, some insights that will help you understand it at the level of the mind so that you, we can start to unravel, unwind the programming and change the mind. My intention is to change your mind, to open your mind. When you can offer over everything you think you know and everything you think you don't know, there's an opening. So my invitation right now is to begin there. What if everything I think I know wasn't true? What if I just put aside or set aside or forgave for the moment everything I think I know and everything I think I don't know? And became deeply curious. That's a beautiful recipe for an open mind. When we have that opening in the mind, then we can try on another perspective. We can try on a new belief. We can actually try on a new belief and then feel the discord. We'll actually be tuned into that subtle discord when we have a belief in the subconscious mind that's not in alignment with the one we're trying to invite and embrace. When it comes to reprogramming the mind, we can take something like an affirmation and use it consciously in the conscious mind. And it takes a while to reprogram the subconscious mind. But it's doable. You know, the ego game of opposites is a powerful tool to actually really program the subconscious mind quite quickly. Within one game, half hour to forty five minutes, you can change or eliminate a pattern that you've been holding your whole entire life. We can dissolve self-sabotage around certain circumstances or certain situations in your life instantly with the ego game of opposites. And the reason that we are able to do that is because we are reprogramming the subconscious mind. Now, if you're new to my show or you don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to the ego game of opposites, you can go to my website. On the homepage, there is the Heart Yes gift set it's part of that gift set you actually get access to the ego game of opposites and it it's a whole master class and all the tools and everything you need in order to start playing the game yourself and start unwinding the way that fear has embedded or the ego has embedded fear into your life it's about opening up the mind in a way that you couldn't have otherwise it's reprogramming the hard drive in the mind, the computer of your mind. It's taking what's programmed in the subconscious mind and making it conscious and then quarantining it, deleting it, and reprogramming it. When we are attached, we are holding on for fear of losing something or someone. An attachment is fear-based. Now, how people always ask me, well, if I'm not attached to anything, then I won't have anything. And it's not like, it's not, it's not it. Being attached to nothing doesn't mean you have nothing. It just means you're not afraid to lose what you have. So for example, with love, if we're afraid to lose love, then we'll grip it, hold it, choke it. But if we realize the truth, if we actually embrace the truth that we can't lose love, we can experience a human loss. We can experience the dissolving of a relationship. We can experience that as grief and loss, but we can't lose love, love itself because it's at the core of who we are. It's our essence. It's our source. It's the truth of who we all are. We can't lose that. We can feel disconnected from it. We can separate from it. We can. Our minds can convince us that we've lost it. But we can't truly lose it. It's impossible. It's the truth of who we are. So then it becomes about removing all the blocks to love, removing all of the objections, removing all the beliefs and thoughts and the programming that keeps you in fear around love. The ego would have us keep seeking, searching, yearning, looking for something outside of ourselves when really the truth is within, the guidance is within, everything, all the answers that we seek are within us. And I'm not saying that we don't get answers from, you know, reading a book or watching a movie or listening to someone speak or tuning into a podcast. We get answers, but we take those answers and we bring them into our heart. And then we ask, how does this resonate? How does this How can I integrate this for me? Because it's very specific to you and your experience as a human being. It's very specific because we all have different paths. We all have different human experiences. We all have these individual experiences. When we can honor our own individual human experience, When we can embrace our humanness, that allows us to lead with love, to let the divine lead our lives. I've talked about this in earlier episodes, the whole idea of life by default, life by design, and life by divine. Three ways to live life. Many people, most people are living life by default. Still, they're getting woken up where they're a bit of a rude awakening right now. Globally, there's a rude awakening happening for a lot of people. Those that have been living life by default are waking up whether they want it to, whether they want to or not. It's in their face. There's a lot of resistance. And the more they resist, the more pain and suffering that follows. So instead of focusing on their pain and suffering, I focus on the invitation for them to awaken. And sometimes what one person needs to awaken is much more intense than another person. Sometimes we need to hit rock bottom. Sometimes we need to hit the brick wall and fall on our back. I know I had to learn some of my lessons that way. I know I had to wake up to another perspective by learning those hard lessons for sure. But I've recognized along the way, the more I let go before I start to get dragged, so the more I let go with divine timing versus my human attachment timing, the more I learn to let go before the pain and suffering starts, the more peaceful the experience is, the easier it is to let go. And I still have those human experiences of loss and grief or whatever else it requires to move through that process of letting go, because letting go can have a human experience of loss. It's quite common. If I allow myself emotions, if I let those emotions go, if I let them have their expression, I move through them. And I've seen this with myself. I've seen this with thousands of my clients over the last 25 years. The more we learn to let go, the more we can stand in deep trust, walk with blind faith, and experience profound peace. I remember going to a workshop one time and someone had asked me or the leader was asking, you know, what's the one thing that that you want no matter, like just the, the most, what's the one thing you want the most? And at the time I just, I closed my eyes and all I could feel is this internal chaos and this internal storm, and this like just craziness inside of me. And I opened my eyes. I'm like, I want to feel peace inside. I want to feel peace within. And it was in that moment that everything shifted for me because I put peace in front of everything else. Up until that moment, I was very invested in pain and suffering. I was very invested in the chaos. I was very addicted to it. But something shifted. One simple question created a profound impact for me. And it changed the course of my life. I put peace in front of everything else. Inner peace is what I set as my intention. And it was a process. It didn't happen overnight. It was a process of letting go. It was a process of where am I attached? It was a process of trusting, walking with blind faith. It was a process of choosing love over and over and over and over again. And when I forgot, I would forgive. And when I would remember, I would celebrate. My path to peace was not an easy path, but it was so absolutely worth it. I can have life bump up against me now. Life can happen, things can come my way and I can process them so quickly because I'm not holding on. I'm, I'm letting go of everything. I'm not willing to carry other people's projections or judgments. I'm not willing to carry any of my own judgments and projections. I'm willing to process them and forgive them and move through them. I'm willing to look at everything. And in that willingness, there's profound peace that follows. I had someone send me an email last week that really triggered me. And I could feel this, this energy rising up and this emotion rising up. And I could have easily just responded. I could have easily walked away. I could have easily gone off, gone on with my day and did other things. But I set an intention to feel what was there. I created some space to be with the emotions as they were rising up. And what I started to feel was my own stuff rising, my own emotions, my own leftovers, and I created space for that energy to move. And then I started to feel their projection onto me. So I could take ownership of my own stuff, and then I could feel their projection directed at me. And in that, I was able to actually hand that back with love, not out of fear, not as out of resentment. I found that place of peace and love, and I handed it back as a gift for them to be able to heal. I've talked about this in a recent episode. I talked about judgment and projection. The ego uses projection to place things onto something else or someone else in an attempt to keep it away from you. So as long as you project it outward, you can't heal it because you can't see it in yourself. You, you believe it's over there. You believe it's on them. It's that, that's the problem over there. When we take back our projections we actually empower ourselves to be able to heal that peace. When we carry other people's projections, we actually deny them the opportunity to heal. So we can offer that back, place that back in their heart, in their arms, so that they can heal as well. So I'm going to take a short break. And then after the break, I want to talk about some of the tools, some of the ways that, you can practice the art of letting go because I can talk about it and it sounds really simple, but it's definitely not easy. It's a practice. It's something that will become easier as you practice it. Just like learning to ride a bike in the beginning. It wasn't easy. It is that most of you didn't get on the bike and just take off without falling, without teetering, without training wheels even maybe. So after the break, I'm going to share some of the tools, some of the things that I use, some of the concepts, some of the ideas that I use every day and over the years with my clients so that I can empower you to practice the art of letting go, to begin to embrace the principle of being attached to nothing and open to anything. And this is such a gift. So I'm looking forward to sharing more and more with you as we come back from the break. We'll be right back.
0: This is a clarion call for all healers, intuitives, empaths, light leaders, visionaries, and conscious souls. We are here to usher in deep healing and profound awakenings, to shift our collective consciousness from head to heart, to ignite hearts and unite in love for each other and our planet, to illuminate our path and the path for others, Our heart-led living community is a place to come home and to shine bright as beacons of love from this house of light. Join our heart yes movement and experience a sacred healing community of support as you discover how to embody your true heart yes to hear and trust your intuition as you answer the deepest call of your heart. Take Sue's hand and open your heart to receive the support you need to heal self, be the change and play your part in the healing of the whole of humanity. Join us at heartledliving.com forward slash become a member. Again, join us at heartledliving.com forward slash become a member.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to life by divine and I am your host, Suja I've been talking today about how to be attached to nothing and the art of letting go. Now, When it comes to letting go, we may be guided to let go of a relationship. We may be guided to let go of an object, something that we hold in our home, something we have. We may be guided to let go of of a community or a, a, a symbol of something for us. We may be guided to let go of thoughts. We may be guided to let go of beliefs. There's so many things that we can let go of. And these principles can be applied in any of those situations. Any letting go, anything, anyone that we are guided to let go of, we can use these these ideas and principles I'm about to share. So the first piece I really want you to embrace is, again, going back to the idea of an open mind, being curious. When we have a curious mindset, we are wide open to anything. It's an open mind without judgment. There is no room for judgment in a curious mind. We can shift from curiosity to judgment really quick, like a light switch. But when we are really in a place of curiosity, I do not know what all this is for, but I'm curious. I do not know. I don't know. And it's okay. And I don't know. And I'm curious in that space of curiosity in that space. We have an open mind to try on something new, to perhaps let go of what's in our hand to reach for something new. And sometimes we actually need to let go before the new comes in. Sometimes we need to close a door before a new one opens. That's where we talk. That's why I talk a lot about blind faith. I know recently i let go of writing newsletters. I'm not sending newsletters anymore. And I shared about it on my blog. If you want to read part one and part two, my process around that, I actually got the guidance to stop sending newsletters. So I sent it out and I said, this would be the last newsletter I send. So I don't know what's going to happen from here to communicate with you, but stay tuned because I don't have the guidance yet. And I took that leap of faith and it was a blind leap of faith. I didn't know what was going to happen. But I trust it because I trust my guidance. I trust my intuition. I trust my heart to lead me. I trust spirit. So I ended up, it was two weeks later. So in that week in between, I felt on the Monday, I felt some resistance. I felt a little uncomfortable. There was a little bit of a pull, like I should send something out or I should figure this out. And I was like, what I had to do in that moment is what I call a full let go. So I felt myself starting to reel. I I started to hear my thoughts starting to run in circles. And in that moment, I felt to do a full let go. A full let go is, is like a deep surrender, but a full let go is offering over everything you think you know, everything you think you don't know, all your fears, all your emotions, all your triggers, everything. It's like forgiving it, forgiving it over and asking spirit to hold it, asking the divine to hold it for you on your behalf. And when we do a full let go, it's like we don't, we're not carrying it anymore. We're not trying to figure it out. We're not in that place of mulling it over in the mind or dwelling on it. It actually frees the mind and opens up the mind. So a full let go is offering it over and saying, you guide me, you direct me show me the way. I do this a lot when it comes to the visions I have. So the healing retreat center in Turks and Caicos, we've got the land, we got the building plans, we got the approval, and now everything is paused. There's no guidance, there's no inspired action. So I'm just open to guidance. But if I was sitting in that place of wondering and when's it going to happen and that sort of thing, I, I, it would be using up a lot of my time and energy and renting up space in my mind. So what I've done and what I often do with visions that I receive is thank you for showing me and I offer it to you, please hold it. Hold it and guide me in the moment. If there's something I'm to do, show me in the moment and I'll do it. If there's something the guidance comes in, I'll follow. Otherwise, full echo. Go. You've got this, you hold this, direct me. Show me the way. And what that allows me to do is really deeply trust That spirit has my back, that the universe is going to guide me, and I can let it go. And I'm not carrying it. I'm not trying to figure it out. I am deeply present with the moment. It's so freeing, and that really gives me a lot of peace in that moment. So when I do these full let-goes, anytime I'm trying to figure something out, I do a full let-go. And sometimes a full let-go means I need to walk away. I need to walk away from it, let it go, take a break. Sometimes it looks like that. And sometimes a full let-go is just offering it over at the level of my mind. And then I get guidance coming in right away. So full let-go is really powerful. Forgiveness. I'm not talking about forgiveness in the in the way of the world's definition of forgiveness, I'm talking about forgiving it over. So similar to a full for, for let go, forgiveness is our ability to forgive it in the moment. Any of our resistance, our emotions, our triggers, our reactions, any regrets, anything we have that's kind of stewing or taking up space within our hearts and minds, anything that we're carrying that just feels heavy, anything we're bragging We can forgive it over, especially past experiences, past wounds, and past behaviors or situations. So if I have a behavior or situation that comes in, a situation that comes into mind, a memory, let's say, because I've had those over the years, not as much anymore. I don't have so many flashbacks of things I've did in the past and that feeling of regret in the moment. It's like, oh God, what was I thinking? The point was I wasn't thinking. I was in the place of ego. I was in the place of fear. I can look back at my life right now and I I have peace about what the life I've lived. And when I look back, yeah, sure. If those certain circumstances were on my path today, I would make a different choice, but I didn't. So harboring that regret or holding on to the past is not serving. It's actually just taking up space in my mind and what space in my mind that's occupied by this niggling or regret or judgment it prevents you from being fully present in the moment it prevents you from letting go and being at peace so forgiving past forgiving the past experiences forgiving past choices is essential to return to peace and that's essential part of the art of letting go we can forgive the experience or the emotional charge around something someone did. Forgiving is for us. It's a choice for peace for us. Forgiveness is for you first. We can forgive something someone did, and then we can forgive our judgments, our opinions, our preferences around it, or our emotional trigger or charge around it. And forgiveness is not about kind of throwing it over there and forgetting about it. Forgiveness is about processing it, offering it over to spirit and then asking, show me how to heal this. Show me the way. Because in the mind, we're limited in the way that we can actually forgive. We're limited in the way that we can actually heal and let go and align with love again to remember the truth of who we are. So it's all that programming. Sometimes we need to bypass and the art of, Forgiveness for giving it over will allow us to let go of those things that are no longer serving, to let us let go of the past or let go of past experiences or regret. So, forgiveness is an act of forgiving it over and then asking for guidance. You need to add that second piece. If you just forgive and forgive and forgive and like give, 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 give everything over, but don't process anything or don't, and you're not open to actually. Following guidance to actually come full circle with the healing, it'll still show up and it'll become one of those repeating patterns or a little bit of a hamster wheel in your life. So a full let go, forgiveness, and then deep surrender. I was talking about deep surrender on our on our my team call with my coaches and healers I work with quite intimately, and and the whole idea of surrender. Came up. And when we look at surrender, a lot of people think that surrender is like, you know, the, the white flag, I give up, we, we lose, you win, resign to accept. That's not surrender. That's not surrender in the way that I teach it, in the way that I understand it, in the idea of heart led living or life by divine. Surrender is about offering over again it's it's a combination of a full let go it's a combination of forgiving it over it's a combination of dropping into the space of on a human level i have a limited perspective and i don't know what all this is for it's surrendering over the mind and the programming and the limitations and the blocks and it's about aligning with the guidance And saying yes to being guided in each moment. To allowing the divine to work through you. A deep surrender for me is a combination of embracing my humanness and embodying my divinity. As I let the divine lead my life instead of the ego. So I can honor my individual humanness. I can honor my personality and my physical body and all of that and the role that I'm meant to play and the voice that I'm meant to have and the gestures that that create the animation of my life, my physical body in my life. And in every moment we can be animated by fear. We can be animated by the ego, which many people are right now. Or we can be animated by love and allow the divine force to use our humanness to create impact. And I'm all about global impact. I'm all about global change. And all of us embracing change. The foundation we've been standing on is crumbling beneath our feet. And most people are looking around trying to figure out what's happening and why it's happening, but it's the universe doing the shaking. It's the universe shaking things up so much that our foundation, which is based on fear, is crumbling beneath our feet. The challenge is right now is as that foundation crumbles, we need to let it. We need to surrender. We need to let go and allow. We need to say yes to it, because it's the only way to lay a new foundation. We've done this many times over. There's been a solid foundation of fear, and we've tried to build these foundations of love on top of it. It doesn't work. It works for a little while. It may work in certain circumstances, but it's not sustainable. Because eventually, the fear-based platform or foundation will rise to the surface again. It's, it's inevitable. It's there. It's, it's bigger than all of us right now. The good news is it's crumbling. And everything's being broken down. Everything's being broken apart. Everything is being revealed. Every There's a great unveiling happening. Everything's getting uncovered. All the darkness and all the dark shadows and all the dark sides of people and their beliefs are all coming into the light of awareness. That's the good news. It looks messy. It looks ugly. It's hard to watch. It's hard to be in. It's hard to navigate. But it's essential. It's the only way. We need to break that foundation fear apart completely. We need to obliterate it, clear it all away, and lay a new foundation. Now, the beautiful thing is underneath that, there actually already is a foundation of love rising. And it's a foundation that has been quiet and hidden for a long time. And you'll feel snippets and pieces of it not on a global scale. We'll experience it in certain communities. We'll experience it in certain relationships. We'll experience it in certain ways. But we haven't had it on a global scale where all of us are standing united. That's what's being called forth right now. And the only way for people to actually move through their darkness and their density And right now they don't know how to move through that. So they're projecting outward. So that's where it looks like the violence and the hatred and the anger. The only way to move through all of that is to let go, to surrender, to feel it, to allow the emotions to have their expression, to find positive ways or healthy ways to clear those densities. And none of us are immune to these dark shadows. All of us have them Even light workers. We all need to be willing to move through those layers. I've been moving through those layers for the last couple of years and more intensely making sure I have no leftovers so that I can be the clearest possible channel moving forward. I'm not immune to them. None of us are. Some of us can move through them really quickly. Some of us will have little blips. Others will have deep, dense layers. And I can support you in moving through that. If you feel like you need some support, you don't need to do it alone. I've been able to create a bridge for myself, moving through my own. And I've walked so many people over that bridge. I can walk people through the darkest shadows. So if you need a mighty companion, you need someone to hold your hand and walk you over that bridge, then reach out. I'm here. There's a number of ways to work with me. There's a community that we have that's actually doing this deep work. And if you want to do this deep work in community and realize that you're not alone and recognize that, that there are other people out there that are doing the, the deep work, then come join us. The expansion level membership is the way to dig in deep and it's actually very, very affordable. And we go in and leave no stone unturned. The art of letting go and divine discernment, deep surrender, forgiveness, all of these things are going to serve you in such profound ways. But a lot of times we need support moving through these layers. And the world needs support right now. All of humanity needs support. All of humanity needs support, not our judgment. So the divine discernment's coming in. That's the piece I want to share as well here. This last piece before we end the call, in the radio show. Divine discernment is our ability to discern what's ours, what's not, our ability to tune into. Getting under underneath our resistance or getting underneath our triggers. So we use discernment that way. But also divine discernment is about knowing in your heart when you're meant to stand up for something. When you're meant to stand out and speak your truth. There's going to be causes that you feel in your heart that you're meant to t- to speak about. And there's going to be causes that you feel in your heart that you're not meant to someone else is meant to so instead of trying to be all for everyone play your part do what you're meant to do take this the inspired action follow that divine discernment use that tool to really wake up and play your part and it begins with you saying yes saying yes to letting go, saying yes to feeling all of that, saying yes to being attached to nothing, saying yes to divine discernment, saying yes to your heart, your heart's path, your deepest calling. We are so programmed to say no. I'm inviting you just start with saying yes. Wake up in the morning and say yes. Use me. Direct me. Say yes to your heart. Guide me in each moment. Full let go of your whole life if you want to. I do that every morning. I offer you my life. I offer you my everything. Divine Spirit, lead the way. Use my voice. Use my words. Use my body. Use my everything. That's my process. May not be yours. You may not be ready for that. We may have another way of doing that. Honor your way. In your heart, you know there's a knowing that goes beyond the knowledge in your mind. There's a knowing in your heart that you can tap into that will allow you to walk with deep trust, profound peace, and blind faith. I hope that today inspires you to look at where you're attached and will start the shift that needs to happen at the level of your mind as you align with the life you're meant to be living now. No more delay. The time is now. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. I see you. I love you. I honor you. Until next week. Namaste. You've been listening
0: to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heart L E D
1: living.com.